When it rains, hit the laves. Experience the best in weatherproof fun at Bolero. Bowl, play games, and treat your taste buds to Bolero's signature menu. Don't get wet, go bowling. Visit Bolero.com for hours and weekly specials. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the Lord. Got miles to go before we sleep. Lawman is putting into my running and I'm so far from my We will not go gently. We're going to unleash hell here in December. Oh, mama, I can hear you crying. You're so scared and all alone. Hey, somebody fix this guy's buckle. Hey, hey man, he's coming down from the gallows and I don't have Welcome back once again to the Steelers Final Score, brought to you by BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and Frank Walker Law. My name is Brian Davis. With me once again, as always, is my good friend, Anthony DeFeo. And what a great night in Pittsburgh as the Pittsburgh Steelers, in surprising fashion, Ben Roethlisberger threw a touchdown pass to Jesse James, and the Steelers finally beat the New England Patriots. So we... And then the refs huddle. And then they go to New York. And then they overturn it. And then Tony DeFeo, interception. The game is over. Steeler Nation mourns. Ugh. I tell you what, I am drained. I would like first thing I'd like to say, Tony, is I don't have a cold. This voice that you hear tonight, this voice that is bad and you could hardly hear it because I could hardly talk is all from cheering during a fantastic game even though it did not go in the Pittsburgh Steelers favor Tony how you feeling my man are you off the ledge uh, I mean I was too depressed to go to the ledge I mean I'm just numb <laughs> I mean and, and, and it wasn't because you know of how the game you know, that they lost you know, if, you know, if the game ends after the touchdown, the Patriots touchdown, all right, Brady does it again. But when you see, you know, the play that you do, Smith-Schuster, I mean, everybody's, like, new hero. I mean, he's, like, this, like, the, the toast of the town. He takes a a, a little uh, crossing pass, and he, look, he goes six, 69 yards down the field. I mean, he, he was the hero. And then, you know, Jesse James, uh, you know, you're thinking, all right, this is this is just – what a f- fantastic way to finally beat this team and all but wrap up the number one seed. And, and, and I, like you said, a great game between two great teams and it's decided by New York, you know, or Tony Corinthi, whoever decided it. I don't know how that works. I don't even know what it catches anymore. So, uh, yeah, as you can see, and you're I, done, I'm, Tony to fail. 
you've been a Steeler fan a long time. Put being a fan out of it. Just be NFL guy at a bar watching two good teams play. Was that a catch? There's a time and a place for black and white. Like when you're learning to play piano. Or when you want a big two-toned cookie. Or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white. So go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing. From banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. Uh, by today's standards of uh, NFL, uh, the, the rules of today, no, because he, he didn't he didn't uh, make a football move and he didn't uh, maintain possession after he extended the ball over the goal line. But listen to what I just said. He extended the ball over the goal line, which meant he had the ball in his hands. So how can you not how can you not possess a ball when you're possessing it? So yeah. But I, I, you know, everybody hates the Cowboys, right? Des Bryant got screwed three years ago in the playoffs. Tony Romo got screwed. Yeah, yeah. So, so by being an, an objective viewer uh, and just a, a writer and not a Steeler fan, that was a touchdown. But by by the letter of the law, it wasn't. So, there you go. Maybe that's why viewership's down. It's not just you know anthem stuff. It's just stuff like that. You know, so I, mean, I that, think the that's my stuff guess. is way in the rearview mirror at this point. Um, but you know, with that being said, what an amazing game! I I thought it was a catch. I uh, oh yeah. I was, I was thinking no way are they going to overturn it, and then it just kept on going longer and longer. And then Tony yeah. Romo, who I respect a whole heck of a lot, he kept talking, and then I'm thinking, oh no, they are going to overturn this. And that's exactly what happened. Um, what a sick feeling. But now I'm going to put my optimist hat on. Maybe this was not the worst thing that happened. And the only reason I'm saying that is because uh, I'm going to bring up, I know he's, uh, looks like he's on hold already, but I'm going to bring up a caller already. Melvin said, maybe it's not a bad thing if you don't beat the Patriots. And I was thinking about that, and then a buddy of mine called me after the game, and we were despondent. And, um, you know, I'm thinking, this sets them up for a big game in January if they see this team again. I don't care where it's at. I don't care if it's on a neutral field. I don't care if it's in the desert. I don't care where it's at. It could be in Foxborough. It could be in Pittsburgh. These teams play again. This Pittsburgh Steelers team knows that they can play with this team. 
not only do they know they could play with this team, they know they could play with this team without their MVP style receiver in Antonio Brown. We'll talk about him in a little bit. But they know that they could roll with this team. I know the Gronk factor is a whole another conversation, but they know they feel like they beat this team. And I think with the way this season has shaped up all year, you don't want to be – I mean, this is me talking after loss. But now I'm saying that maybe the loss isn't the worst thing in the world just for the fact that you have a chance at redemption possibly. And this seems to be the way that this season has been going, that uh, I, I think the second game, I think it's going to be hard to beat any team twice. And I think the second team might be might go in Pittsburgh's favor. This might be a part of the script. Tony, am I way off? Oh no! I mean, I think you know, calming down a bit. I mean, you know, as I as I think about things and and, and listen to what you said, I mean, the, the fact that they were they were they finally implemented man to man coverage for one thing, and it seemed to work for the most part, except for against Gronkowski. But what works against Gronkowski, right? But the fact that they, they were able to, to move the ball against him so well, and, and, and the fact the entire game, really, it was 35 minutes time of possession, 413 yards, and, and, and basically, you know, all but winning the game at the end, I don't think they fear them anymore. Maybe they did last year after the AFC Championship game. Maybe they did, you know, week one of 2015. But there's no way they fear them now. There's no way that they feel like they can't play with him. You know, my only concern is, is they have to get a buy. I mean, they have to get a buy. As far as I mean, especially with Antonio Brown, we're going to talk about him. Like you said, they need they need a buy into the divisional round at the very least. So I just hope that they can take care of business over these next two weeks and and, and finish that off. And and you never know what happens. Um, I mean, what if somebody shocks the Patriots down the road? Um, you never you never know how this whole season shakes up. There's still two more weeks left in the season, but I'm glad you said that. I agree with you wholeheartedly. So let's uh, before we go to the phones, let's throw out some game balls. Uh, usually in a loss, we don't throw out game balls, but in a game like this, you gotta throw them out. So let's start with offense, Tony. Who are you thinking a game ball on offense? Well, I think. In all fairness, the way you know people have been so down on him, uh, I, I think you have to give it to Martavis. That that great catch um, on the drive. Unfortunately, it was on a drive that uh, Antonio Brown got hurt. The one down the sideline that led to a field goal. That was an unbelievable catch. And then the yeah. the the, the one handed catch for the touchdown at the end of the first half. I mean, he, he played really well. And and they're going to need him over these next two weeks, I think, to be the Antonio Brown of the receiving court. Not that he's going to be Brown, but. They need a number one receiver type to step up, and he's the only one that can fill that role. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm giving my game ball to him for offense. That uh, I'd like to extend on that. I thought uh, Martavis was fantastic. Um, I'm going in a different direction. I'm going Le'Veon Bell. I thought uh, I thought he was the machine for this team this week. I thought he was the engine. Um, he put over a hundred yards on this team. A lot. A lot of receiving yards at the beginning. I mean, at the beginning of the game, it didn't look like he was going to have many rushing yards at all um, just because of the way they were passing it, the way they were controlling it. I thought uh, Le'Veon looked fantastic. I thought uh, it was a great game plan until the uh, very um, the last couple drives. I, I didn't like the uh, play calling in the last couple drives, but 
that's uh, for another conversation. But as far as Le'Veon Bell goes, he gets my offensive game ball. Let's switch over to defense. Um, this is a tough one because gave up a lot of yards to Gronkowski. Um, but uh, who would you throw your defensive game ball to? I'm going to go with my main man, uh, Vince Williams, for that uh, that interception that led to the, uh, I guess, their last, <laughs> their last touchdown, unfortunately, the, the, when it was 17-16, and they pressured Brady, and he threw it up, basically threw it up for grabs. But, I mean, he made a, a great one-handed uh, catch and, and uh, set them up, uh, to, you know, to, to make it 24-16. So I'm, I'm going to give my game ball to him on defense. I'm going uh, Stephon to it. I, I was back and forth. Oh, yeah, he was great. Cam, Cam and Stefan to it. I thought Stefan was a man among boys out there. Um, just I thought uh, he and Cam were leading the charge to put pressure on Brady. And here's the thing. You punch Brady in the mouth. We've talked about this all the time. You knock him around, he struggles. And he showed it tonight. And, uh, I mean, with the exception of those passes to Gronk when they weren't getting as much pressure on him, where they tore him up, um, they were pretty dominant at times. I'm not going to go ahead and uh, give them an A grade. I've got to give the defense, you know, I've got to still give the defense a C-plus grade um, just for the fact that uh, they they let them run down the field um, with Gronkowski, even though they looked very stout at times. I'm going C-plus. What about your, your uh, defensive grade? Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a C because uh, I, I just you had a chance there at the end. Sean Davis had a chance to to intercept the ball there and, and, and basically end the game. And, and then <laughs> Tony Romo said it, and as soon as he did, when you could give Brady a, a reprieve, he, he hurt you, and they just went right down the field. Uh, like a minute later, yeah, I was in, mad. The end zone. I was mad at Romo for doing his job. Who I think, by the way, I think Romo's fantastic. By the way, um, oh, I he think is he, great. He. Uh, paints a picture and explains the game like no other. Um, but I was like, when he said that, I'm like, Tony, don't say that. Because you, mm-hmm. uh, you, you just put out the magic jinx. But as far as that goes, you know, um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, look at the offensive side of the ball right now. You know, um, I thought the play calling was pretty good. I, I thought it was great until the end. I didn't like what they did at the end where uh, Tony Romo was calling for calls, I mean, for uh, passes on first down there. I thought they uh, they put the game on the defense where they could have just closed it out with an eight-point lead, and they just didn't do that. Um, so I'm going to knock my uh, my grade down to a B, for uh, my, uh, my grade to a B for the offense. Uh, yeah, that's about that's what I was going to go for. I, I I was thinking that to a B because, I mean, you moved the ball all game long, and then it seemed like once 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 that, the holding call on the um, the James Conner run, I think that seemed like it, it changed the entire co- complexion of the, of the game for for me anyway. On for the way the way they went about the offense, uh, the offensive play calling after that, they just got it seemed like they went into a shell up until you know the very last drive, obviously. And, and they, they seemed like they were playing not to lose at that point instead of just being aggressive and just and just saying, look, you can't stop us. We're going to go down the field and we're going to put this game away. And, and I think after the the, the Connor the, the holding call on the Connor play, I think everything seemed to change for them. I I agree 100%. You have to go for the kill when you've got the kill. Now let's go to the phones, Tony. 
We are going to go first to somebody who's been on hold uh, before the show started. Five six one two two two. Welcome to the final score with Tony and Brian. Good evening. Ah, oh, good evening, guys. How are you guys doing today? Very good. How are you? Hey, man. Uh, excellent, excellent. Uh, my name's David. Um, I'm from West Palm. I've uh, been listening to you guys all season. Um, been trying to get on the show. I'm I'm super stoked to be on today. Uh, not too happy about uh, the loss, of course, but um, been listening to you guys uh, talk so far, and uh, I have I have to say uh, I agree with you guys. You know, um, although I would have want to win, just like the rest of Steeler Nation, um, I think our boys have it in them. You know, uh, we've seen what they could do um, without a ma- without some of our major weapons this season, and um, I think when it comes down to it in January, I think. Um, I don't know. I think we can handle them. What do you guys say? Well, you know, David, thanks for those comments. I appreciate it. You know what? I agree wholeheartedly. Now, I wanted to win more than anything, and I was despondent at the end. But in reflection is where I came up with those thoughts, and I know Tony did as well. And, you know, I'm thinking that I've called this team team turmoil all year. And it's a team, we've ta- and we've used the word resilient all year. And I really think that uh, – this is something that just adds to their fire. Um, you talk about the fire in their bellies. Um, this is going to stoke them up even more. And um, it would be much sweeter to beat them the second time. Think about Rocky and then Rocky too, oh, where, where he gets them the second time around. And, um, you know, narrowly beats Apollo. Actually beat him. He beat him in that first fight. I know that's, that's fiction. But he beat him but just did not close it out. The second time, they'll look to close it out. Um, I wanted the win tonight. I, uh, but uh, with that being said, you know, I think this is a special team, and I think they can overcome this because they've been overcoming different turmoil all year long, um, whether it be you know, devastating injuries like to Ryan Shazier, whether it be their own stupidity, um, their, their own um, grievances with one another, um, their grievances with the coaching staff and everything that's happened this year. Um, but they've overcome things in games, and I think this is just the first step. Uh, I had a buddy call me up and said, David, I, he said, you know, I think Jerron Harmon, I mean, uh, intercepting that ball, might have won the Super Bowl for the Steelers. I'm not going to go that far this quick, but I think it right. is actually, um, I think there's a, a silver lining in it. Uh, so, as upset as I am that I wanted to win, I'm thinking there's still a future, and I'm still thinking there's a chance. Tony, take it. Oh yeah, I mean it's I, I think about how they lost two of their three games this year. They lost they lost to the to the Bears essentially because they had a, a field goal block, and, and 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 then they were called for batting the ball out of bounds when when they, when they when Vance McDonald knocked the, the ball out of the guy's hand right before the end zone. So that's how they lost that game, and then they lost tonight, basically at, at the hands of, of of the of the NFL officiating. And, and that text you sent over Brian right before the show, I finally got it and I finally opened it. And according to Rich Eisen, then it was a catch. So even even by today's standards and today's law, uh, it was a catch. So you know, whatever. I mean, it, it's just how it goes. I mean, that's the second time that the Patriots have won this year on some kind of fluky. Goal line touchdown that they overturned. Remember the Jets well, I game? Had a, 
had to, to add to that catch as well. I'm sure the rest of uh, Steeler Nation is um, not too happy about the call as well. Um, however, uh, maybe I'm misunderstanding the the possession ruling um, for a touchdown, but I thought um, regardless of what happens to the ball once it goes down, as soon as that ball crosses the plane, it shouldn't the ball in the play be dead? It should be called over and it's a touchdown. Is that correct? Or does he still have uh, to name possession as he goes if down? If he's untouched. Um, yeah, it should be a catch if he's untouched, and he was untouched in that situation. Right. You, you know, the only thing you're, you're looking for there is is the difference between a running play and a passing play is is uh, the receiver m- must make a football move, which I think he did. Obviously, he, he turned it to, to extend the ball into the goal line. So how is that not a football move? But that's the only thing. That's the only difference between. That's why that would be called an incomplete pass because, you know, he, he's going to the ground and he, he doesn't maintain possession all the way. And, and by the way, how, how much evidence was there really to overturn the call on the field? I mean, can you really could you really tell by the replay that the ball hit the ground? You couldn't. No. Right. Yeah. It was almost as so. if the ball was rolling on top of his hand, but you couldn't tell if it was touching the field or not. Right. Okay. Well, so, with that being said, fellas. David, I thank you for the call. Um, we think it was a catch. Um, it seems like Steeler Nation and the entire football world, except for those in New England and it looks like New York, think it's a catch. But uh, like we've said and uh, we've all agreed upon in this conversation, this just adds to the story of 2017, and um, we'll see what uh, – what chapter is written in uh, January and February. So, uh, David, have a Merry Christmas. Thank you very much for the call, and we will talk to you soon. You too, guys. Uh, thank you for having me, and uh, Merry Christmas, and go Steelers. Merry All right, thanks. David from West Palm, good call. I'm glad he called into us. Uh, Tony, let, let's keep it going. And um, here's here's a guy that I've been waiting to talk to for a long time because of all the primetime games. We have not spoken to him, but hello and welcome back, my friend. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Vito, one of our Hall of Fame callers. You know, I've hey, missed Vito. you, buddy. Yeah, those games are so late that when I was, I went right to bed after them. It's like midnight. I now. wish I could have. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's just amazing how they fought back from all these games and fought from behind, and tonight they had the lead. I think the the, the thing that boggles my mind the most is the possession where they held the ball for seven minutes and they came away with no points. What were your thoughts on that possession? I think that's, that's where it, um, that's where they started to bog down and get conservative. But that was the possession uh, huh. which uh, I think uh, James Conner was, or uh, Villanueva was called for a holding Correct. call. Correct. And, and, yeah. yeah. So they got like 30 yards in seven, in seven minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, that's what we were talking about with just the fact that, you know, the play calling, uh, I know that that changed it quite a bit, but when you're running on second and 21 and you're not throwing it down the field, I think you're you're just planning to get more yards. And I know you got like seven on on second down, but now it's third and 14 and you're not you're not really playing for uh you're not playing for the kill there. So I did not I love the play calling most of the game, Vito, but towards the end there, and that's a good point that, you know, that was a long drive where they got absolutely nothing and didn't even move that far. Um, right. That hurt them more than helped them. 
I actually think they beat themselves tonight because they played really well. They were the aggressor, and it shouldn't have came down to that last play. And you know what? We did. I, I think it was a disgusting call because I thought he had a catch. I mean, what what he probably should have done, he would have been better off just going down, and they would have got the ball at the one yard line, and they could just punch it in. Because it's just terrible that they call that an incompletion. It's terrible. It's like that whole play. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I agree with you. One uh, terrible rule. Right terrible there, because I think they are punching it in from the one. And I think you're going to lose a lot of fans. People are just going to hate the NFL. They don't like well, play I mean, calling. It's starting to happen. And uh, Tony mentioned it earlier, and I agree with you. I mean, it's uh, it will, we're playing a political game now, and. It's uh, it just seems like uh, it doesn't seem like the the NFL that I grew up loving. But um, yeah. I'm married to it now, and I'm going to continue for better or worse. And I'll be the last one jumping off the ship. But I don't uh, I don't love the state of the union. Let's put it that way. Now let me ask hey, you this: what was, the, what was the spread on that game? Was it two and a half or three? Three. Three. Any, I believe. Is there any reason why that call got overturned so they could win by three points <laughs> to cover the spread if Vegas wins? And I don't know. Do you see a fix somewhere? Do you see politics? Do you see you know Robert Kraft having his hands in these things? Because you know, I just see an over, overly officiated league. That's what I see. Right. I uh, I do feel that there's a uh, there's a patriot bias, but. Uh, I'm also wondering if uh, if the league would rather see uh, these teams fight it out in round two, and I definitely think that's what the league well, wants too, and uh, this helps set that up a little bit better. But we, we don't know if it's going to get to that yet. That's the problem. The problem is going to be next two weeks. Who else is going to get injured? Who else are going to lose? I mean, because that could happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every week it, is a different story. It could happen on both sides. Um, it yeah. definitely could. I mean, we uh, the number one thing here is the Steelers did not have an answer for Rob Gronkowski. They never, they have never had an answer for this guy. And um, that was just, he just completely victimized them. And I don't, I think the only guy that could uh, handle him best is on his way back to the hospital right now. Um that's Ryan Shazier, but I mean that's uh, that's a big what if, but I just don't think they have an answer for him. And uh, you have to you have to concentrate on winning the next couple day games because um, you can't lose now. You I mean you can't lose to the Browns um, with Scrubs in there. You can't lose on Christmas Day in Houston. And uh, because now you have Jacksonville looming and you don't, I mean, if you lose another game and they win out, then you're done. Um, you're not done, but you're not going to have that uh, that bye. And this team desperately needs a bye um, to get everybody back. But what's your gut feeling for, uh, for the next couple games, Vito? Well, I, I think we'll probably pull away with a win. At the end of the day, I still think we fall short this year. I don't know why. In my gut feeling, I still feel that if we're the number two seed, which we need to at least be the number two seed, we can't get less than that because we need to buy and we need one game at home like we had last year. And maybe 
who knows, one of the other seeds knocks off New England and New England, which is such a tough place for the other teams to win because he seems to be very, very good there. I, you know, I guess right now I'm just numb because I think we got robbed of a win and yes. uh, could have definitely had all the games coming through us. But then again, if we would have won tonight and we would have made it to 12-2 and uh, two, we get the first round by, who knows, maybe we don't play as hard the next two games and there's no guarantee we keep the number one seed, right? Exactly. It's all about... It's all a part of the story. Um, that story's still being written, and I don't think uh, I don't think the authors of the story are ready to uh, you know close the book on it. I I think uh, there's a lot more surprises. I think there's a lot more excitement, and I'm still feeling very good about this team. So I think they're a team of destiny, and I think. Uh, this is the kind of adversity that, that helps them along in that. Um, don't get me wrong. I wanted to win more than anything. But uh, I I still think uh, it might be sweeter the second time these guys play because the one thing this team has not been able to do is win in New England um, in the playoffs and actually beat New England in the playoffs. Um, the only time they did that was uh, years ago in uh, the 1997 season. So, I mean, with that being said, um, this is still a team that they showed they could play with. They showed they could play with this team. They showed that they couldn't close them out tonight, but uh, maybe this helps them close them out the next time. That's what I'm banking on, Vita. That's absolutely right. Maybe we don't have to go through that road. Maybe they get knocked out and then, you know, we get to to host the Baltimore has no problem playing this team in the – in New England. Yeah. Well, Kansas City may be able to also, no, depending on how they finish. Yeah, Kansas City Kansas City looked pretty good last night. Um, so you never know, and then there's that Jacksonville team. You never know how this whole thing is going to shake out. So um, we, we definitely will see. Right. Yeah, we can't we, finish less than 13-3 and three now because otherwise Jacksonville holds the tiebreaker against us, and then we got to go there. Yeah, and not only do we go there um, probably, but – we add an extra week and we lose the bye. And that's the last right. thing you need to do. Right. But with that, with that being said, I am so glad to hear your voice again. I miss you. I hate those primetime games. Tony knows I complain about it. And uh, we've even mentioned to you during, uh, um, during the stretch that we uh, couldn't wait to get back to primetime so we could hear you, hear your insights. And we expect to hear you next week, if possible. Um, a programming note, I'll throw it out now. We are actually going to uh, try to go 9 o'clock next week after the game, which I do realize is on Christmas Day. Um, but we are going to uh, do our regular 9 o'clock post game, and um, we will have it available to go ahead and listen to afterwards um, as well. But uh, hope to hear from you in the next couple of weeks, and uh, Merry Christmas, my friend. Merry Christmas to you guys as well. Merry Christmas Thank to you, you, Vito. One of simply one of the best. That's Vito and uh, Vito from New Jersey, our Hall of Fame caller. And uh, you know what, Tony? I'm gonna. Get, I'm not gonna waste any time. I'm gonna go to another Hall of Fame caller here. Um, he's not in Dallas, but he's calling us. I believe he's uh, somewhere with a, a cool drink in his hand and um, near a beach. Melvin, what's going on? Hey, man, what's going on? How you guys doing? 
Hey, man. I know your phone number now, my friend. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I heard you when you uh, when you started uh, out, when you brought me up from uh, where we, uh, comments that I had made uh, last week. But, no, I'm back in Dallas, ho-hum. It was 85 degrees last week. Now I'm back here. Well, it's not as cold as it is up there, but either way, man, um, oh, God. Um, I just really... I really hate that we lost that way. I um, I hate that uh, we still don't know in NFL what a catch is. Um, for for the life of me, I don't. I I still won't get it. But I I go back to really it was two key things. At 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 some point, as a, as a defense, somebody's just gonna have to sit back and just say, you know what. That gummit. If somebody's gonna beat me, I know who it's not going to be. Period. End of discussion. If I don't, if I don't do nothing but just let Mike Mitchell shadow Gronk and have him bracketed, especially that last drive, that was their only weapon. That was the only you weapon that it. they had. You, you knew, knew it was gonna happen, to. and then. And I was it made me so sick to my stomach because when Sean Davis was out there one on one on Gronk and uh, your dumb ass. Oh, I'm sorry. But you lunge as a DB, you know you got two options. It's either gonna be a slant or it's gonna be a fade. You shuffle, shuffle, jam and beat him to the spot. You don't lunge. When you lunge, he grabs your hand, he tugs you aside, and then he's wide open. And you're sitting there looking like a fool. <laughs> shuffle, shuffle, give. Because he's got to make up his mind. He's got to make up his mind. Is he going fade or is he doing a slant? It's a timing route. He doesn't have time to sit there and piddle with you. <sighs> that, play, that killed me. And then we decide to go conservative. We have got arguably... We have got arguably one of the best. Okay, if you don't say Tom Brady's the best, okay, he's the best. If he's the best, you got at least number two, three. It's second and 19. You run a draw. I'm sitting there with my buddies. I'm like, okay, let's just get, let's get a pass. Let's get half of our yardage back. Put us in third and manageable. No. We run. Then it's third. And 23, what do we do? We run another draw. My God, I thought the game was called pretty well until that point. And I listened to uh, Cooler Talk on the way, waiting on the program to come on. After Juju went down, well, after the, after the catch, non-catch, and they decided to clock the ball, and this is coming from Ben's mouth. Ben said, I'm going to clock the ball. I'm going to clock the ball. Then the sideline called in and said, do not clock the ball. That was not Ben's call to try to throw that ball to Eli Rogers. That came from the sideline. And I'm thinking, you throw the fade, you don't get there. Okay, fine. You get Mr. Automatic Boswell. Okay, we're in OT. Mano y mano. Here we go. Give my defense one more chance to redeem themselves. You know, because if uh, Sean Davis, once again, he makes the catch on that tip ball, which would have been a hell of an interception, the game's over right there. I mean, this team, it, it, now, on the flip side, 
it was good to see Martavis show up and be a daggum man and have a breakout game. Juju's still doing his thing. And one thing that a lot of people don't talk about and a lot of people don't realize, Juju is one hell of a run blocker. Because if you yeah, notice, yeah. some of those sweeps, some of those sweeps, when you got Gilbert coming out there, demolishing cornerbacks, there's Juju walling off the inside. So the, so the linebackers can't flow out that spring, uh, spring Le'Veon. Um, I, I would say Martavis was, had a good game defensively. You know, Cam to it. A uh, hell of an interception by uh, Vince Williams. You know, a big man making a one, pretty much a one-handed grab in the rain. I mean, that was big. But uh, I thought Cam Sutton didn't have a bad game. At, no, at you know what I thought he had a good man, game. Man, at some point, if I'm a linebacker, it's second and 19, it's third and long, I know. I'm finding where Gronk is because the routes that he's running, now when he's running straight fade routes, okay, Mike Hilton did a pretty good job on him when it was just straight line. But these crossing routes, when you have a crossing route, the crossing route is one of the hardest routes to cover. You've got to have help underneath to close those windows down so that you can catch up. Because I refuse to believe that at 6'7", close to 300 pounds, that Gronkowski is faster than Mike Hilton. However, when he throws you aside like a rag doll, if 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 you're a little guy, you just shuffle, shuffle, back, 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 then let him make a decision, then I run with you because I'm faster than you. That's, I mean, but... All that being aside, I think that this this sets us up to be one of the greatest uh, teams to play in Pittsburgh from a perspective of, as you touched on it, the adversity that they've had to overcome. Remember, beginning of the early part of the season, everybody was upset at Antonio Brown throwing water coolers. Everybody's upset with uh, Martavis getting on Twitter. Remember how this, all this, this year started. We've forgotten about all that now because this team is coming together. And, hey, I said it, like I said last week, if we lost tonight, it would not be the end of the world. It hurts because of the way we did, because it came down to a call at the end of the day. But that just makes it so much sweeter. We go down to Houston, take care of them, take care of Cleveland, you know, win our, win our game, get our bye, win our game at home, and go to New England and beat them. On their turf, because I'll admit to you, I know some New England fans. They were texting me. They were like, "Hey, man, y'all own this game, and that was a catch." These are New England fans, so I mean, now it's like, "Uh oh, like you you made a Rocky reference." Okay, I take you to I take you to Rocky three, when Rocky first cut Drago, and the trainer said, "You see, he's not a machine. He's a man. <laughs> he bleeds. He's been cut." So yeah, they've been cut. They won the battle, but I really believe in my heart that the Steelers can win this war, man. What y'all think? Woo! You know what? Um, and I'm I'm gonna correct you on something. Uh, you didn't just say this last week. You said this three, four weeks ago. You uh, about New England. So uh, this isn't the first time that uh, you said it. This has been your contention for a while. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, uh, I speak for Tony here. We agree with you wholeheartedly that this is just a part of the script and, uh, this is shaping up to be one hell of a story. 
And, um, you know, losing this game stings. But if they are who we think they are, and uh, um, may I steal from the uh, the late, great uh, Denny Green, if they're who we th- think they are, then uh, they're going to surprise us. They're going to keep going, and they're not going to wilt from this. This, t- this team has gone through way too much to wilt from a game like this. Tony, what do you think? Oh yeah, they're 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 the real deal. I mean, I think that's that that was established at that eight game winning streak when they when they won all the games the way that they did. And, and unfortunately tonight it looked like they were going to do that again, but but they just came up short. And and uh, but but you have to you have to like like a lot of the things that you saw today. I mean, like I said before, the fact that they were able to implement man to man and it seemed to work, and they got pressure on Brady. And, 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 and they proved that they can they can move the ball on, on, on their defense even without Brown in the game for two and a half quarters or so. So yeah. And and and, and, and you know, it's like it's like it's like the, 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 the Patriots are like that heel wrestler like Ric Flair from the mid eighties. Every time it looks like he's gonna lose Woo! Yeah, he, he he comes out with all bloody with the belt, but you know, if you know wrestling, eventually the baby face wins at the end. So Hopefully that happens this year. Only thing I'm gonna leave y'all with never win that first match. (laughs) Right. Last thing I'm gonna last thing I'm gonna leave you guys with. um, Merry Christmas to both of you. And my letter to dear Santa is: Can I please just once in this lifetime see my team play the Patriots with all my killer bees for sixty minutes? Can I get that? We have yet to play a full 60 minutes against New England with Bell, Ben, and, uh, and Brown. We still have not done that. I think it's been in the four times we played, we cannot get off. We cannot get those three to play together against New England because we had uh, uh, Le'Veon was suspended. He was hurt. I mean, then we got Bell. I mean, uh, Brian. I mean, Brown on this one. He gets hurt. Can I? Can I get my killer bees? Can I come at full strength at you, mano y mano? Can I get that one time? Can I get it one time? Because I guarantee you, when Antonio Brown went out, if Antonio Brown is in that that last drive that I'm talking about, when we're just running the ball, second and nineteen, third twenty eight, totally different script. Antonio Brown's in the game. So, but Merry Christmas to you guys. Uh, I hope to be able Merry to call Christmas in uh, on uh, on Christmas Day. I might miss you because we're gonna be with all family. I might miss you on that game, but from that from that point on, you'll have me, man. Appreciate you guys. Y'all take care. Merry take Christmas, care. my friend. The Starlight Lounge presents an evening with the Progressive Box. Oh, what a great audience! Let's dim the lights for this next one. Nope, too much. Ah, there it is. Got to get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay, and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the mood is right. Wait, the lights are back on again. Trudy, can you? And now it's completely dark. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That was Melvin from Dallas. Uh one of our favorites here, great perspective. Uh, all our callers have great perspective. Uh, we love to hear from Melvin every week. 
And, uh, you know, I am going to second his Christmas wish, Tony, but I'm also going to add my own Christmas wish. Could Gronk get bad, some bad room service oysters or something? Uh, it's just, uh, can he get like a four week stomach flu? <laughs> well, it's funny, my uh, it's, yeah, I, I mean, that, that would be, that'd be the, the, I think it'd be a uh, karma at this point, the way they, the way they lost that game, but you know, that's, it, it's over now. But I, I thought it was, uh, I read a stat somewhere. I think one of the, one of the websites that, that uh, Dupree was doing a lot of the, uh, the, the pass coverage on tight ends is, this year, and he was doing a good job, but you didn't see a lot of that today. It was, as we've been saying, it was Sean Davis. So that kind of surprised me because obviously the, the size mismatch was <laughs> was uh, very noticeable. Yeah, that's uh, – wow. He he is definitely a man among boys out there, and uh, I would – he would have been a perfect stealer. <laughs> I just – yeah. Um, and I, I just don't like his uh, – I love his game. I think he's probably one of the greatest tight ends of all time. Um, a lot of people – I was asking people about that. They're still saying Tony Gonzalez. I think Gronk is just uh, absolutely tremendous. I just hate his demeanor. I, uh, I thought that could have been a taunting penalty on that uh, – uh, on Sean Davis – after that uh, that touchdown too, and I thought that very well should have been. If uh, it was the other way around, it would have been. Um, yeah. If it was the Steelers, the Steelers would have definitely got a taunting play, um, a penalty. Tony, lots of stuff to still talk about. We have some more callers on the line, but uh, we're going to talk about Antonio Brown coming up next. But first, let's hear from Frank Walker Law. Smart or stupid? <laughs> Those strobing lights in your rear view, that flashlight shining in your face. License, registration, and insurance, please. The little adventure you're about to have with this guy? Uh, I'll need you to step out of the vehicle, please. Okay, so you've done something stupid. Fix it with a smart move. For DUI or criminal defense, call Frank Walker of FrankWalkerLaw.com. He knows his way around a courtroom. 412-532-6805. 412-532-6805 or FrankWalkerLaw.com. Frank Walker Law, real talk, real experience, real results. Well, the Pittsburgh Steelers got real results today. They weren't the results we wanted. Um, they did play a fantastic game, and they played most of that game without their tremendous superstar, Antonio Brown. Um, reports are coming in. Um, it was reported that it was a calf injury. Then there was a lot of worry when it was revealed at the beginning of the third quarter that he went to the hospital um, for uh, further examination. So the word is, according to Adam Schefter, Tony, that it is a partially torn calf. There is, um, they're saying that uh, he should be returning for the playoffs. Um, it's doubtful that he's going to play next week. It's conceivable that he could play next week. I think that would be absolutely ridiculous. Um, definitely needs, uh, you need him for the long haul. These guys tonight proved that they can play without him. You don't want to play out without him for long, but they definitely proved that they can play. Um, what's your thoughts on the whole Antonio Brown situation? Well, I mean, it, to, to me, had they lost tonight without that news, it, it would have still been bad, still would have been bad, but not as bad, you know, because that, that that's the one thing you don't want you don't want to uh, have going into the playoffs. You already have, you know, Shazier out. You don't want to have 
your your MVP candidate out. You don't you don't want to lose Bell. You obviously don't want to lose Ben. So for for him, him to uh, suffer that kind of injury is 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 is, is you know it leaves you a little shaken. But you know that, that that's why I'm getting the bye is so much more important than 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 even was before the game started because they cannot go into the playoffs without. Antonio Brown, and if you're going into the playoffs on January 9th instead of January 16th, then it might increase the odds of him missing that game. So that's why they have to go out and take care of business uh, these next two games. You know, and I think we were talking about Martavis Bryant as well earlier and how he really stepped up. Um, I believe Juju can be an Antonio Brown-type player. I I think Juju is, uh, is a lot like Heinz Ward. Um, in fact, uh, he's a blocker, and that's where he got the blocking from uh, being a pass blocker um, and blocking downfield. He uh, he was mentored and tutored by Heinz Ward um, in the in the summertime at camp. So Heinz uh, came in as an intern and helped out at camp. Um, so I think Juju could be that way, that guy. I also think Martavis Bryant um, really likes the spotlight as well. Like, and they're, they're receivers. They're, they're football players. They all like the spotlight. But I think he liked being the man. I'm not saying he, he liked Antonio going down. But I think he, he relishes the role as a number one option. And when he believes he's the number one option, he definitely comes to play. So I think with that being said, um, I could see him dominating in a couple games without Antonio. But you're absolutely correct. We need to have Antonio back and Antonio soon but not too soon to do further damage. Uh, yeah, and, and I was, I'm, I'm glad you said what you said because I, I was going to add that at some point uh, about about Bryant. I mean, he, he this is his chance to to show that he can be a be the man, if not here, then somewhere. And 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 now he's going to be the number one option, and and he's going to be uh, he has a chance. To, to, to really be a game changer, and uh, maybe maybe this motivates him, and and he's definitely going to be on the details this week. You would think that to quote Mike Tomlin, and uh, he'll come out next week and 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 do what he did when, when he had to step up for Brown in the playoffs against Denver two years ago and put up 150 yards, something like that. Exactly. That's uh that that's what he can do, and uh, definitely going to need him next week. Next, I mean, next week's not a slam dunk. Um, that oh, game no. against uh, that game against that team in Houston is not a slam dunk. Um, which another guy you want to talk about? Uh, we talked about not rushing back Antonio Brown. Um, the Steelers are not rushing back Joe Hayden. Um, There's a lot of uh, p- people were on the fence on whether he'd be playing this week or not. You know, I uh, I think he could have been used tonight, but I think it's smart not to rush a guy like that back. If you don't see uh, Joe Hayden back next week against Houston, um, might as well rest him the whole rest of the way and have him completely rested for the uh, the playoffs. Am I off base on that, Tony? Oh no! I mean, if you win next week, and basically you still have to beat Cleveland to get a bye. If you can't beat Cleveland without Joe Hayden, then shame on you. So. Yeah, I mean, if if he's not ready to go, then because they're a bigger fish fish to fry, so and that's probably why he didn't play tonight. Because there's 
more important games are, are in January, and you have to have, you know, basically the, the, the glue of your secondary. You have to have him 100% healthy, and there can't be a risk of him uh, breaking it, you know, the bone again. So you might as well, if, if you can get through these next two games, and, and then you have to do it. I agree. Let's go back to the phones. Eight five nine six nine nine. You are on the final score. Not the final score we wanted, but we want to hear your thoughts. Good evening. What's up, guys? Tony from Louisville. Hey, what's up, my man? How are you? Oh, doing all right. What what is what is a catch these days? <laughs> they should just change the rule to like common sense. Just the rule should say use common sense, and that should be it. If it if it passes the eye test, it's a catch. Yeah, it shouldn't be this hard. Like I feel like if he would have brought it into his chest and then extended it, it they would have called it a catch, even though nothing's really different. You know what? I that's the uh, that's the number one question. I mean, we're trying to figure out what uh, the catch is, and uh, sometimes it makes me wonder wonder if New England's none of that equation, if that is a catch. Um, but if as far as I'm concerned, that was a catch to me. It looked like his, he was under it. Uh, we talked about the uh, the tweet from Rich Eisen. Um, you know what? I I really think that uh, I hate to be that guy, but I think they were robbed this week. And um, <laughs> yeah. but as far as the uh, whole, if you look at the whole big picture, this is a team that fuels off adversity. I've never seen a team feed off of it more than the 2017 Pittsburgh Steelers. We've been talking about it week after week about the resiliency of this team. And, uh, you know, we could debate that catch all we want, and we've been doing it the entire show. It's not going to change it, but uh, and you would have thought that the Des Bryant play that was mentioned um, from three years ago, uh, you would have thought that would have changed it too. I'm still scratching my head over that. Um, I hate to say the Dallas Cowboys were ever robbed, but they were robbed in that playoff game. I'm glad this wasn't a playoff game, and I'm glad that there's there's a week for Rocky-type redemption. Um, and I definitely think that's what they're going to get. I'm surprised uh, Tony Romo didn't have some sort of PTSD flashback breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know, they didn't even bring it up. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. <laughs> He was always – oh, he couldn't play in the big game. He couldn't make the big throw. He finally <laughs> makes the big throw of his career, and they take it away from him. <laughs> yeah, I know. Pretty messed well, up well, stuff. Boy, you know what? At this point, I think that Tony Romo's football career is going to be nothing compared to what his broadcasting career is. I think he's on his way in just one season to being a Hall of Fame broadcaster. <laughs> that guy, yeah, he's I my, think he's absolutely my incredible. Color analyst. You know, I'm a big yeah, Collinsworth guy. Uh, a lot of people uh, disagree with me on the Collinsworth thing. I love Chris Collinsworth. I'm not a Gruden guy, um, but uh, love love some Tony Romo too. What what uh, what do you all think? And I, we obviously haven't figured it out, but in your all's opinion, how do we stop Rob Gronkowski with our team and our scheme, and especially missing Shazier now for the rest of the season? If we meet them again in the AFC championship, how, how do we stop them? Just cause we never uh, have in bad room game. service. Probably. <laughs> that, that's about it. I, was, I, I mean, mean, if, I'm if I could if tell, we get, 
If I could tell you, I'd, I'd, be, had, I'd be a defensive coordinator in the league because I don't know how to stop the guy. Right. Does Hayden make a difference, though? I mean, because that would free up Cam to play maybe like some sort of – I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what we can really do. Well, no, I think Hayden, Hayden makes a difference. I think Shazier makes a difference. Tony, what, what do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, if Hayden comes back and he's the player he was before he got hurt in Indianapolis, then I think I think you could you, you, it gives you other options because basically he's a shutdown corner. I mean, he proved that uh, over the first nine games that he's a shutdown corner. So you, you, and Marty Burns is pretty good one on one too. So that gives you more options with safeties and, and like I said. Uh, Dupree has been covering a lot of tight ends this year, uh, according to some some things I've read. So uh, maybe maybe that's an, a, another option you have if they meet in January. You know, yeah, what? maybe this TJ Watt can get into the act. Yeah, you know what? Um, that's that's another guy. I mean, y- you never know um, what they are going to cook up in the laboratory. But I thought, I thought Keith Butler um, had no problem with the game plan. Um, I I just thought it was. It was an issue of not being able to cover that guy. Now, Melvin brought up some points at the end. Um, why are you leaving Sean Davis out on an island with him? Yeah, I'm not sure either. Um, I'm not sure, but I thought that was a pretty good game plan as far as defense goes. Um, they've, but if you know anything about uh, Bill Belichick, he's going to look at this game, and he's, going to, he's probably tinkering now um, for the next yeah, time yeah. these two teams meet. I mean, we never had Sean Davis and Rob Gronkowski's matchups. I think they were just thinking, well, this guy's pretty dynamic. He can cover and he can hit. Um, let's throw him out there and see what he can do. I'm, I mean, I don't think they try that again. <laughs> Seeing the yeah, result, you know what? Maybe that last drive was, was, was a drive to switch back to zone and make them think and dunk it down the field instead of getting big chunks. Yep. You know what? I want to bring up, I want to bring up this. I know I'm on a Rocky kick tonight. I think I'm going to go watch Rocky and Rocky 2, but let's go back to Rocky 2. So what do they do, and what is their big game plan for the second match against Apollo Creed? The big game plan the whole time is, look, you gotta, you got to switch. You've got to go from left hand to right. <laughs> you've you've got to fight with – you've got to completely confuse them and, uh, and then do that the whole way, then switch back. And then in the 15th round, he switches back all of a sudden. And he confuses them again, just when you think you have them figured out. So maybe maybe the Keith Butler and Mike Tomlin need to have a Rocky marathon. <laughs> or maybe I'm being nostalgic. I don't know. But but just don't watch Fives. That's, that's my advice to them. Yeah, oh, I agree. Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to forget about that whole Tommy Gunn thing. The only Tommy Gunn we ever want to think about is 2002 Pittsburgh Steelers. That's the only Tommy Gunn we're ever going to remember. But, hey, thanks so much. Um, I wish we could solve the Gronk problem over the phone. Um, if we could, I would be uh, flying down to Pittsburgh to have a meeting with Keith Butler as we can, but I don't have a solution. But I do uh, want to wish you a Merry Christmas, and we really appreciate all your calls. Hope to hear you soon. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I don't celebrate uh, Christmas. I'm a Festivus man myself. Oh, <laughs> well, it's Festivus <laughs> for the rest of us then. Uh, Happy Festivus. Um, we'll, do the, uh, we'll have the, uh, the feats of strength coming up next. So uh, yeah, let us know how you do. I'll, I'll see you all. Take care, Tony. <laughs> we we air grievances every week. <laughs> All right, Jay. Happy holidays. We'll see you. All right, bye. <laughs>
you got to love a Seinfeld reference, Tony DeFeo. Oh, gosh, absolutely. That was the best. One of my favorite references so far uh, being uh, being on the show. Yeah, that was great. Uh, he came out of nowhere, too. I thought he was going to be, like, really offended. Oh, I'm, I don't celebrate Christmas. I'm, I'm offended. But no, he was just throwing in a Seinfeld reference. So you got to love it. Yeah, that's, a, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, real quick, I, uh, some bright spots. Uh, you just brought them up. Artie Burns has really started to shine. Um, I, I know he gets a few penalties, but he is an aggressive man-to-man defender. And um, I really thought he held up pretty well and uh, shut down Brandon Cooks, who's a, a pretty decent defender there. In fact, on that one play where he uh, went deep and was called out of bounds, that was all Artie Burns making them go out of bounds. I think Artie is really, really blossoming on that other side. You get Joe Hayden back, and you have two great corners. I don't want to say great yet, but two very solid corners, and you throw in Mike Hilton as a third. And you've got a, a very solid defense once again. Yeah, I, I'm very high on, on Artie Burns. I, I love the pick when they first made it. it. It was a very controversial pick, but, I mean, he, he was – he was a he was known for man to man coming out of college, and that's what they've been trying to switch to. And, and I just love his. I don't love it so much when it, when he fights on double moves, but that's that's all part of being a young cornerback. I mean, he's a people have to remember he's a second year corner, so he's gonna those guys are gonna make mistakes like that. I mean, Rob Woodson, maybe the greatest cornerback who ever lived. I mean, Mel Blunt, you know, I, I know I'll get crucified for that, but he's definitely up there, and he's been on double moves all the time, so. You know, it, it takes time, and, and he, he's like you said, he's aggressive. He's not afraid. He has no fear. We, we, people always talk about, you know, Steeler cornerbacks playing off. Well, he doesn't do that. He challenges the guy, and like you said, the, his positioning on that on that uh, 39-yard pass to Cooks was is what uh, caused him to go out of bounds. I mean, I, I just love the guy, and I think he's just going to be – I think he's going to be a pro bowler, and I can't wait for Hayden to come back. And, and, and for them to go back to doing what they were doing over the first half of the season. Very well said. Let's go back to the phones. You're on the air with Brian and Tony. Welcome to the final score. Hey, guys. It's Nick from Marriott. How you doing? Nick, good. Well, how are hey, you, man. my friend? Wait, wait. That was terrible. Why did I even say that, how you doing? I know how everybody's <laughs> doing. That That's just uh, – that's just a bad habit and bad practice because I've been used to having great days uh, up until this week. But, um, you know, I'm glad the only thing is it was a 4 o'clock game because I get a call in you guys instead of these, uh, you know, uh, Sunday night, Monday night games. That's just too late. But uh, Oh, yeah, I'm, the deal, I'm, still, I'm still feeling the effects of those, those podcasts. <laughs> That's right. But here's the thing. Uh, first, a couple pauses. Mike Hilton, man, I'm ready to buy that guy's jersey. He's going to be around at least for a while. He can't go away and sign a deal right away. We got him for a number of years. Um, outstanding play by him. Um, you know, in some of the other guys, uh, Truett finally showed up. He's been quiet a couple of weeks. Um, I don't. I still don't know why the defensive linemen for New England week aren't coached to go. I mean, literally have a blowhorn. And uh, two, three times we used to play a guy quarterback, and our coach had a blowhorn. And at the third second, he would he would have us do our moves, practice around these offensive linemen, blow the horn, get your hands up, because that guy, that quarterback, was known to throw the ball really quick. I mean, we're talking high school football. I know it's a lot different, but still, the Steelers, except for Hayward, <laughs> resist getting their hands up right away when they know he's going to be show, throwing these quick crossing routes. 
And if uh, two out of the three guys have hands up, that's a lot of obstacles for that uh, Brady to get by. As for the catch, which everybody wants to talk about, there's also a couple other terrible calls. There's number one, how can't you call Martavius being held on the touchdown and pulling his arm? I mean, it's blatant. It's like way out in the open with every angle you could possibly see. It should have been an interference. And how about the uh, taunting? It, it, I mean, Schuster bailed us out with a beautiful play. But it goes without saying that we should have probably been getting field position somewhere around the 40 with them kicked back 15 yards for taunting. It was so obvious, and the official was right there in the corner again watching it. I mean, we've gotten personal fouls of taunting when we're talking to our own player. Remember that game? Yeah. I forget who it was. Yeah. He was talking to his own player. I was and we got a taunt. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they can't even get that right. And then the last call, it's, 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 it doesn't even – there's three things that happen. Just do a timeline on it as you watch it. He outstretches his hands, catches it. Two hands, not even one hand, no bobbling, brings it down to midsection. At the point it's in his midsection, it's in his numbers, in his abdomen. He then – has his knee down, which every – see, it doesn't even make sense because every play right there, if his knee is down, he is recognized as down. Touch – he's down. The catch is complete, and then, therefore, he then stretches. And only after he's a, almost a half a yard over does the whole bobbling even come into play. It doesn't even make sense. You can't sit there and say, if he just stopped right there, that's a catch. Everybody recognizes it. There's two hands on it. Never darn moves. It's – it's beyond logic, and these guys are just trying to be too smart, think they're too, you know, they're, they're eggheads who've never played the game. They're sitting in some cozy little air-conditioned or heated room, and they're looking at a video screen that's breaking down stuff to milliseconds when, like I said, you can't isolate the steps and the timeline. This thing was a catch. It's that simple. If anything, it was, an att- it was a fumble, which I think if the record's right, you can't fumble it forward at the end of the game. So if anything, it should have been like on the one foot line. That's it. And next play. It's, it's more than frustrating guys, because we've been robbed (laughs) and people wonder Mm -hmm. and still complain about the Patriots. Their fans actually have nerve to complain that they're being screwed. (laughs) No, God. Yeah. Amazing. Well, when when they they first envisioned instant replay 35, 40 years ago, they did not have this in mind. They had, you know, more blatant mistakes in mind. This is just ridiculous. This is like micromanaging to the nth degree. Exactly. And, you know, I give you guys uh, on the website major props because I'm so glad you put up the interview with the the pool reporter um, at the end for the officiating crew on the explanation with the four questions. Because he doesn't even recall it right. Question one and two are wrong. It's a flat-out lie. He says he's lost total control when he's gone down to the ground. That's not true. He's first down to the ground the first time any football, anybody recognizes the minute that knee touches. That is the first contact with the ground. And there's no doubt that he's brought it down to his midsection with both hands firmly on the ball. The guy even lies in the interview and doesn't even recall. Either he lies or he's just a blatant fool because he doesn't even recall what actually happened. Like I said, that, that thing should be plastered all over the Internet that the official at the end doesn't even know the correct explanation of what happened and how it justified his crew's call. But uh, I'll leave it at that. If, this was a, if, this, if I was an attorney, this would be such an easy case to blow away. Uh, it, there's no, it, nothing comes easier than blowing this thing out of the water. It's so, it's so blatantly simple and obvious. But uh, let's hope we get them again. Well, Nick, thank you so much. Uh, we always appreciate your calls. Whatever you celebrate, happy holidays to you, my friend. 
and we Merry will Christmas, talk to you guys. soon. All Merry right, goodbye. great. Merry Christmas. Take care, man. Nick from Marietta. Uh, I tell you what, Nick's been showing up with some really great, great insight. Uh, love to hear from Nick. And I tell you what, Tony, we've got we have tons of calls. We have a lot of people want to call and talk about this game. So let's uh, let's go back to the phones and um, see if I have the correct order here. Here's a phone I do a phone number I do not recognize. Two three nine three three zero. You're on the final score with Tony and Brian. <clears throat> Welcome. Hey guys, it's Caleb from uh, Fort Myers. How you doing? Hey, Caleb from Fort Myers. Yes, I I should know your number because you've been calling in the past few <laughs> weeks. How are you, my friend? Uh, I could be better, but what about you guys? You, you know what? We're just trying to put this whole thing in perspective, and uh, unlike the Des Bryant non-catch from uh, three years ago in the playoffs, this isn't the playoffs, <laughs> and there's chance for redemption. I agree on that. My Christmas wish is to get them again in the AFC Championship. It would make it a lot better if we beat them in their own house. You know what? Well, my mean, Christmas you, that would be sweet. I would. Uh, my other my other wish on the list is that uh, somebody test Gronk for uh, for uh, steroids or uh, <laughs> or or whatever it is that's going on with that guy, and uh, and and gives them a nice little ban. <laughs> I think New England made him in a factory somewhere. I'm not, I'm not, I I got to check up on that. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I want to see a birth, birth certificate on Rob Gronkowski. I mean, he, he might be a he, he might be a, a a cyber. I'm not sure what what's going on with him, but I know that he is hard to stop. And uh, I tell you what, if I'm just being purely objective, boy, the guy puts on a, a clinic out there. But I just hate that it's always against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I I was looking at his numbers; he is close to a thousand yards in. I believe nine contests. Wow, um, that's uh, somewhat speechless, to be honest with you. But yeah. uh, I, I tell you what, what else is on your mind, Caleb? How are you feeling from going forward? Uh, man, um, it's gonna be a real test of characters. See how we move forward. If we keep our heads down, or are we gonna keep our chins up? And I, I believe we play the Texans next. Um. That's not going to be an easy game for anybody that thinks they don't have an offense. Um, I mean, they still got a, a malicious defense, you know, and they get after it. Um, one thing I want to point out is I didn't hear anybody say this, but I feel like on on passing situations, knowing passing passing situations, I seen uh, Villanueva get pushed back a bit. I mean, Ben, had, he didn't really couldn't step into too many throws. I mean, there was a couple he stepped into. He had time in the pocket. But for the most part, you know, this was probably the one game where Ben's been, you know, moving around the pocket, scrambling out in the pocket that I can remember and probably this whole year. I think uh, I actually feel Ben has uh, been reverting back to uh, – you know, prime Ben. Um, the last few weeks, he has been uh, he's been running for the sticks a whole lot more than he has at the beginning of the season, um, even in the middle of the season. I think he's uh, he's uh, becoming the uh, the Ben we all fall in love with. Um, but 
you know, I haven't really noticed that about Villanueva. Uh, Tony, what do you think? Have you been noticing anything on uh, Big Al? Oh yeah, I mean, I've noticed him getting getting pushed back a lot this year. I, I think he's I, he's he's pretty good, but he's not he's not ever going to be an elite left tackle. He's probably the 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 weakest link on the line, which which is, is not saying a whole lot because it's such a, a talented offensive line. But it's just that's just it. it is what it is. I mean, you can't have a high pedigree guy at every position. It's just it's just not the way uh, of, of the world in the salary cap NFL. But you know, he he's still serviceable. Uh, you know, he's still a, a, a pretty decent, and, he, and he's good enough that they gave him a a, a contract extension at the training camp. So, you know, I mean, he's still two years into the position, so you know, it's, it's going to take time for him to uh, maybe get a little bit better. Yeah, I, I think yeah. he is will continue to be a work in progress, but uh, <clears throat> but I'm still with a lot of upside and uh, more upside than downside, Caleb. Yeah, and another another thing with the defense, man. Um, that I mean, this is probably the most we played man to man with New England in a long time, probably going back to well, actually ever. And I mean, it was pretty effective. We got in Brady's face a lot, and if we could just finish home on some of those stacks, I mean, that I think that would have made a big difference. But I just I I didn't understand why leaving Sean Davis on an island. After clearly getting beat down the seam and and a two point conversion, I mean he just made him look silly. I mean, there's just no way no way around it. Um, you see one on one coverage. I mean even Artie Burns was one on one up top with him. I mean he's got a six uh, six inch advantage, uh, seventy pound weight advantage. I mean you're I mean you're pretty much just asking for it, in my opinion. It's uh. I agree. The only problem is then you risk uh, risk uh, leaving somebody wide open. And I know he went down, but a guy like uh, Burkhead and even Lewis and those uh, those guys out of the backfield can find ways to kill you too. Um, if you're uh, if you're putting a lot of attention on on Gronk, so I I think it's a it, it's a hard equation to solve. Yeah, um, I don't know about you guys, but. What was your what was your because I wasn't able to listen in just right away. What was your position on uh, that on the play on the interception? Do you think they should have just spiked it and kicked field goal? Because after the game, I heard uh, Ben said that uh, Todd uh, Todd went ahead and told him not to spike it and to throw it and go for the touchdown. So uh, yeah, that, I mean that's pretty much it. All I have to say. I was just wondering uh, what you guys had to say about that. All right, thanks, Caleb. I I appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week, and I'll uh, I'll answer that on hold. All right, thank you very much. Have a good uh, Merry right, Christmas, thanks, buddy. Merry Christmas. Take care. Uh, you know what? Um, I'm going to answer Caleb's question right now. Um, I would have gone for the touchdown. I uh, I mean that might I mean that might be the wrong answer, but I mean I think even though you're at home. You just don't – you go for a kill when you have a chance for a kill, and there were pl- there was plenty of time to go ahead and uh, go ahead and go for another score there. I, uh, I thought there was more than enough time to go ahead and do it, Tony. Well, what would have you done in that situation if you were calling the shots? Well, and I'm just echoing what a lot of people have said, including my brother pretty emphatically. I, I would have uh, gone for a fade because – you know, there's no, there's not as much traffic on the, on the outside, and, and if you miss, 
you know, you kick a field goal. You're throwing it on the inside. Well, you see what happened. It got, it got tipped away, and then it was intercepted. So that's the only thing I would have changed. But maybe if there was a, if there was confusion with, with, with whether or not they should spike it or, or, or go for it, maybe that's why nobody – because nobody went outside. Everybody went inside. So maybe the confusion between Ben and, and Haley, you know, caused uh, poor execution on the play. Because it looked like he was, he was expecting something else on, on, on the pattern. Um, I'm talking about Roethlisberger and he just held, held the ball, held the ball, held the ball. And they finally tried to uh, hit Rogers over the middle. And, and, and then it was a disaster. Hey, you know, I, I agree with that completely, but I, I too would have went for it. Um, I'm not ready to just go and settle for the tie and see what happens with uh, um, giving Brady new life and, uh, and a chance to win a coin toss and go head down and you don't even touch the ball. So I think you go for the kill there. Let's go back to the phones. We have a couple more callers on hold, and we've got 15 minutes left in the show. So uh, let's uh, go to 479-358, who's been waiting patiently for us. Welcome to the final score. Hey, guys. This is David Vaughn, a.k.a. Steeler Fever. How y'all doing? Steeler Fever? What's up, my friend? It's been a while. It wow. has been. Hey, Auntie, man. How's it going? How's it, good to hear from you. Oh, man, you too. Well, y'all are those, those who don't know from the night, one of our, our, uh, the, uh, our great commenters oh. on, uh, on, the, uh, on the website. Uh, that's uh, how I know David, and it's great to hear from you, and uh, glad to hear what's on your mind. Well, I'm calling in with a contrary opinion tonight. I don't understand what all the hoopla is about the uh, – the drop pass. It was to me. It was pretty obvious on replay that he 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 initially caught the ball, but in the rules of NFL today, you have to completely go to the ground, and the ground can't cause the ball to move, and that's what happened. He caught the ball in front of the goal line, tried to turn and stretch and get to the goal line, and as he did, when the ball hit the when the ball hit the ground, it made like a half rotation. In his hand, as soon as I saw that, I knew it was going to be called an incomplete pass. And I see all the moaning and groaning on the website. I've heard the moaning and groaning while I've been here on hold. But there's really nothing to moan and groan about. That that, that call has been made consistently in the NFL for several years right now. People don't like it, but it's just the way it is. But it's not there's not some big conspiracy in support of the Patriots. It's just the way it is. It's, it's a rule. I'm guilty of that. I hate, and I hate to see. I hate to see the editor. I hate to see the editor, you know, saying how horrible the call was. Not because it wasn't a horrible call, but even even if it was, it's still we don't need that kind of stuff. That, that's not how we're going to represent ourselves as being a bunch of crybabies over a over a spilled milk or a missed call. But like I say, it wasn't a missed call. It was the correct call, and I don't understand why. Well, I kind of do understand because I've been listening to this, you know, for for my local team or people just if they're a fan of a team, they have a, they like to blame the referees on the losses, the losses on a referee. But I've never that's, I've never been that type of a fan before that did that. I always I've only seen where I felt like two games in my entire watching career have I seen. One was a college game involving Tim Tebow, another one was a Steeler game with at the New York Giants after a hurricane went through there. Those two games, they were that was obviously that the rest were told to try to help the other team win. But this call was this wasn't that much. There wasn't that much confusion about really if you know the rule. Rule is you have to go all the way to the ground. The ball can't move. 
that includes when it hits the ground. It's not the it, he wasn't a runner, which that would have that would have as soon as it broke the 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 plane of the goal line, it would have the play would have been over with. This wasn't because it was a catch, and he never the catch isn't complete until you're laying down on the ground and someone touches you, and I mean it's it's rough. It's not the way it used to be, but it's it's the way it is now. And I the you know the all the moans and groans just to me is just sour milk. So what do y'all think? With a control. Well, you know what? I'm guilty of that uh, souring the milk myself. Um, what I was going with is what Rich Eisen pointed out, and uh, something that we talked about. Um, that Tony and I were talking about earlier. Uh, Rich Eisen had a tweet, um, you know, mentioning that. Uh, I, I believe it was if you go untouched over the goal line that the uh, the ground can't cause an incompletion, and that's that was uh, why I took that stance. Um, hmm. But I definitely see where you're coming from there. Um, the bottom line of the whole thing is uh, I just think this adds more to the script, and I think that this is uh, just something that uh, – this this is a team that has been so resilient that I actually feel that uh, they can definitely overcome this. What's your thoughts hmm. on that? On the Steelers overcoming this? Does it yeah. involve them going to New England and trying to win there? Yeah. What, what do you think? <laughs> no, man. I, I've had my head shaved over that over that situation. I, I'll have to believe that when I see it. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet my hair. I wouldn't bet my hair on it again. I did one time, but I wouldn't again. <laughs> I mean, I, this to me, this was their opportunity. If they were going to do it, they had to get it done tonight. Get that home field advantage. Uh, but you know, it would be nice to see a, a Steeler, a Pittsburgh versus Philadelphia Super Bowl. But uh, you know, it's I. They need that home field advantage, and even with that, that's not a guarantee against the Patriots. I mean. Let's just be honest, man. I mean, Belichick's the best coach probably the NFL's seen. At least you have to go back to Lombardi, and Tomlin's okay. And Brady's the best quarterback probably the NFL's seen. Him and Joe Montana was close to me for a while there, but it's Tom Brady. And Ben's a good quarterback, but he makes boneheaded mistakes too often in pressure situations like he did on the next play that we're talking about. Y'all were talking about that. Haley said go for it. Don't. Well, that was Ben. Ben went schoolyard like Ben likes to do, is the schoolyard stuff, and that's fine. Sometimes it wins, but too often it results in interceptions. But to me, New England at home with the best coach and the best quarterback, I mean, it's, I like to say they'd win, but I just don't see it. They need, well, they need um, to win tonight. I'm going to still hold out hope. And, uh, if I oh, sure, man. Hope, I mean, you gotta, you got to have you got to hold out hope or watch you playing the games. Well, let's. Uh, I'm not going to bet your hair over it, but uh, I no, know we'll be don't talking. Do that. <laughs> we'll be talking coming up in the future, and uh, hopefully, we're having this conversation again and uh, getting ready for another matchup. I want to thank you, Steeler Fever, so much, and uh, we appreciate your call. And uh, yeah, we will talk to you soon. Yep. Yeah, All right, man. Thanks, buddy. Happy holidays. All right, y'all too. Bye. All right. Thanks. You know, I I can't argue with him on that. Um, I I get what he's saying too. I get what we're contending. Um, it's uh, it's the way 
we're looking at it in two different ways, and I'm not going to say one's wrong, Tony. Um, we're going to keep on going to the phones. Um, we only have nine more minutes before uh, we cut off here, and I have uh, two more callers in the queue, so I'm going to go to 646-355. Welcome to the final score. What's up, fellas? This is Bryce calling from Brooklyn. Bryce, hey, Bryce. what's up, my man? Oh, man, just... <laughs> I, you know, um, I'm listening to some callers. I mean, we know that first and foremost, we know the NFL rule is BS. That's a catch. Game should be over. Um, in terms of Ben, it doesn't matter what comes in on the sideline, Ben. Just like it didn't matter that on the second, on the second down and long, you run the football earlier in the game. Change the play, run the fade, and throw the football on second down. You're the quarterback. That's for you to take control and ownership. You're saying you would clock it. Why would you clock it on third down for it to be fourth down? Ben Roethlisberger, as great as he has played, in that situation, he botched it. He, he botched it. He's supposed to throw the fade or throw the ball out of bounds, at least take the game into overtime, and go win the thing. Because, quite frankly, even with A.B. going down, even with you know, no, and, uh, yeah, no A.B., guys getting injured, the, the Steelers should have won the football game. But, A, Keith Butler wet, wet the bed when it mattered the most. We talk about Belichick taking away your best player. Why can't we take away their best threat? Keith Butler has not figured out Rob Gronkowski. Double-team the man. Make other guys beat him, which brings me to this. Let me take my chances with a healthy A.B. and a healthy Joe Hayden in that secondary. Mix up the coverage. Do what you did but let Joe Hayden be out there so you can double-team Gronk and make these other guys beat us. And I'll take my chances. So what do you think going forward? Do you think this is a part of the script for Team Resilient? Drink run. Here we go. McCafe coffees, shakes, and drinks. Ain't no thing. You the man. Yeah, that's what they're going to say. Oh, Kevin, thank you so much. We love you. <laughs> that's right. You the champ. The drink run champ. Welcome to McDonald's. How can I help you? Own the drink run, Kevin. Own it. Now get a small smoothie, shake, or frappe for $2 on McDonald's one two three dollars menu. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. There's no better place to watch football with friends than Buffalo Wild Wings. They've got all the games on wall-to-wall TVs and a new $5 game day menu with 38-ounce pitchers of Bud Light, Coors Light, and Miller Light, cheeseburgers and brats, and select cocktails. And every Sunday, you can play an exclusive fantasy football game with DraftKings with prizes like free wings for a year. Get to Buffalo Wild Wings for our $5 game day deals. When football is on, you have to be here. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Price and participation vary, subject to restrictions, limited time only. Bryce. Uh, yeah. Oh, I thought, were you asking me or I thought you were asking yeah. your partner? Oh, no, I was asking Bryce. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, look, here's the thing. First of all, let's play the season out. Um, I know it's both games, Jets, Bills and Jets. Um, next, next week, Bills, last week, Jets. Can they beat New England? Probably not, but especially at home. But Let's see. The Bills are, are starting to get on a roll. They're going to play tough. It's a division game. So we got to go take care of business with, in, the, in Houston. Um, can't have no lulls. Can't have no hangovers. We're still playing for seeds. We can still get the number one seed. I think when it comes down to going to New England, here's what needs to happen. The coaches need to man up for 60 minutes, not for 58. <laughs> they, need to, they need to say someone else will beat us besides Rob Gronkowski. 
period. They got to play the run better. Too many chunks in the run game on second down today. Just too many. They can be resilient. We need a healthy Joe Hayden. He needs to be healthy. He needs to be playing solid football because then that will allow us to double-team Gronk because we can't single him up. We don't have a guy that can cover him. And then we can take our chances with these other guys if we have Joe Hayden. Ben's going to have to play like Ben. We know it. He's going to have to be up. He's going to have to be up for those big moments. We know he's a Hall of Famer, but he can't brain cramp against this team that, doesn't, that rarely beats itself. Um, you just can't brain cramp like that. And he needs to take ownership of his brain cramp. And if I was his teammate behind closed doors, I would be telling him, you brain cramped. We can't have that. Well, that's, you, you know, challenge. Ben's a Sometimes you got to challenge, guys. Say it again? He passes the buck a good bit. And, you know, that's, I, I oh, yeah, he's very, well, well, Ben is very passive-aggressive. That's, he's yeah. like the passive-aggressive guy you deal with. Like, see, but, but for me, especially in pro sports, behind closed doors, you deal with that guy straight up. Like, no, you brain cramps. Why would you do that on third down? <laughs> but you need someone on the team that can rise and do that. Um, maybe an Antonio, maybe a Lev Bell. Behind closed doors, to tell him he brain cramped. No. It's like, do you think we're going to beat Bill Belichick with, and, and Tom Brady brain cramping like that? So you got to confront that type of thing. Leadership. So, yeah. Tom can't run the football on second down. He called a great game, but a couple, too conservative on the first call. I thought Tony Romo called him out good. Too conservative on that first down when they were driving. Play action there gets you in front of the chains. And then second and long when Billy had that terrible series where he really put the team in the hole. Throw the football. You ran it. You put yourself behind the chains. Too conservative. Exactly. Well, Bryce, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Uh, We're running against the clock here. Happy holidays, and we hope to hear from you soon. Yeah, Merry Christmas, guys. Hopefully after a win um, against the Texans. All right. We will be celebrating. Thank you so much, Bryce. Merry Christmas, my friend. See you later. All right. Let's let's roll to the phones again. We've got – I believe this is Ken from Jersey, and we've only got a couple minutes um, before we shut off here. Yep. So, Ken, what's going on, my friend? I'm, I'm going to go quick. I'm going to go quick. Um, first of all, this is what I hate. Everybody is going based on the result, everyone is going to uh, talk their narrative. Bill Belichick takes away your, your best reads and your number one option. Bill Belichick did nothing against the Steelers. We were able to be what we wanted when we wanted. Okay, they scored at the end of the game. The Steelers went right down. Bill Belichick did nothing, so that's not going to be that's not going to be the narrative because the Steelers lost the game. So I'm not even going to touch on that pass, uh, the, the catch by Jesse James because that was just ridiculous and the rule was ridiculous. Um, the justification of that is going to be in the off season when they actually change the rule. Watch them change the rule in the off season. That's my prediction, but. Uh, Gronk, listen, I, I got no qualms. I got no no um, bad uh, assessment or anything about the defense. They played sound. They played very uh, disciplined. Gronk is a Hall of Famer, all right? It is what it is. You're not going to stop him. Sean Davis tried his best, but Gronk is Gronk. And Brady is one of the most accurate quarterbacks ever. So I can't really say too much about that. What I will say is... Um, Ben has played brilliant. He's played brilliant this game also. If that was A.B. in there, A.B. makes the catch. Uh, I think Ben throws the ball in there that A.B. will either make sure it goes down and hits the ground or he's going to make the catch. He's done that in traffic before, but he threw it to Eli Rogers, and 
Eli Rogers is not um, AB. So we did what we normally do, and we faced the best quarterback and a better coach team, and we didn't come out victorious. Um, this was a hurtful victory, because a hurtful loss, because these guys, they stole one. The Steelers should have had this. But I think the mystique in all of that, I think the Steelers got that the mystique is over, and they were very beatable, and they still might get the one seed. The Steelers still might get the one seed. So we're in good position. Um, I'm pissed off. I'm hurt, and I'm, I'm very pissed. But, hey, it's we've still got two more games to go, and we'll see what happens. Hey, that sounds great, and I agree with you. Uh, normally I'd, I'd love to uh, extend the chat, but since uh, a lot of uh, a lot of people wanted to talk tonight, so – and I do appreciate you, and I think that this is definitely a part of the script and a part of, uh, we've talked about this all year long, a part of a special team and uh, just a bump towards the end of the road, but something they can overcome. So I want to say to you, happy holidays, and we appreciate you calling all year long. All right, thanks, guys. Have a good night. Merry Christmas. All right, Ken. Good night, buddy. Well, Tony, we only have a few seconds left. Um um, 30 seconds left, so uh, final thoughts in 10. Uh, tough loss, but I think they proved they could play with uh, the Patriots, and if they meet them again, it very well might be a different story. All right, Tony. I appreciate you so much um, all year long. We have many more of these to go. I just have that feeling. So Merry Christmas, my friend, and we will see you next week, buddy. Merry Christmas, man. All right, Steeler Nation, thanks so much from Behind the Still Curtain and FrankWalkerLaw.com. This was the final score. This is Brian. That was Tony. Merry Christmas, my friends. We'll see you next week. There's a time and a place for black and white, like when you're learning to play piano or when you want a big two-toned cookie or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white. So go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing from banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 18 Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. There's no better place to watch football with friends than Buffalo Wild Wings. They've got all the games on wall-to-wall TVs and a new $5 game day menu with 38-ounce pitchers of Bud Light, Coors Light, and Miller Light, cheeseburgers and brats, and select cocktails. And every Sunday, you can play an exclusive fantasy football game with DraftKings with prizes like free wings for a year. Get to Buffalo Wild Wings for our $5 game day deals. When football is on, you have to be here. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Price and participation vary, subject to restrictions, limited time only my name is spencer hall my name is jason kirk my name is ryan nanny and when we combine we form the, the shutdown, shutdown full Voltron. i keep telling you we're not Voltron. the shutdown fullcast is technically a college football podcast but it's also a show about lawn care disasters regional grocery stores we love tennessee batman homeowners associations Bears and video games. I mean, there's also some actual football discussion, like about coaches having huge contracts or coaches making terrible decisions or coaches saying really stupid things. Or the NCAA saying really stupid things. Yeah, there's lots of stupid things in this big, dumb, beautiful sport. Sometimes we talk about football games. Allegedly. If you want to take college football exactly as seriously as it deserves to be taken, come find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts like this one. The Shutdown Fullcast. It's not Voltron.